Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm just going to say I have written a love letter, which is so cringe, <laughs> I know. What? It's just a your face. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where we talk, debate, and banter about the content we watched that week. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do we discuss these shows, but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too. I'm your co-host, Adesi. And I'm your co-host, Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax, and enjoy. everyone welcome to another episode of that would bang podcast you're joined by patricia and adesi and this and ooh, no girl if you want to do your intro do your intro you know, girl no no, no sis, you, you, I've got, <laughs> let me do the natural thing you go let me not even already come on cramp the intro please go ahead this week we are joined by the fabulous shore delano the founder of the rendition the rendition sorry a platform that aims to connect audiences with diverse theatre and film. If you subscribe, you receive recommendations, reviews, discounts and more. So it's a really great thing that you're doing, Shore, And we are so glad to have you on the Thanks. podcast. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Like really, really excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So what has everyone been watching on TV or in general? What's everyone been watching this week? You know what I've been binging? I just have to share it with the world. Married at First Sight Australia. <laughs> I will promote this show till the end. Like, <laughs> I, it's really like unmatched drama. I don't know if you've heard of it or if you're like aware of the concept. Mm. Um, where like people just get, like people get matched and get married at first sight. So the first time they see each other is at the altar. But like the drama that comes from all of that. And like, I feel like people in Australia are a little bit like, I don't want to say crazy, but they're really, they're down for the drama. <laughs> um, and that is honestly my favourite thing to watch at the minute. Is, because I've seen, I've seen lots of people talking about it and I join in when my mum's mm. watching it occasionally. But all I've just seen mm. is that like some ladies are husband hopping, like they're jumping. But, yeah. And I'm thinking, I thought you just got married. Like what's going on? So what yeah. type of drama? Is it like... Is it like Big Brother style drama or is it like Real Housewives kind of drama? Like what's what's it on the spectrum? Mm, that's like a good like a good scale. It's actually like Real Housewives drama. Like people Amazing. cheating on people's husbands, like th- like throwing wine at the dinner table, like all sorts of what? crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, like Don't kill on me. white dresses, red wine on white dresses. Oh, um, yeah, but it's just all of the drama, like people like DMing each other's like husbands behind their backs and all those kind of things but it <laughs> makes messy. for great tv mm-hmm. yeah you're really selling this for me I honestly feel like I, I want to watch it. it now because I start with season six fabulous <laughs> I've made a mental note gonna start with season six <laughs> uh, but Patricia what have you been watching this week um okay so I've been watching two things I've been watching behind her eyes oh my gosh Cause do you know oh what, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! 
I saw the whole TL talking about this and I was like, cool, let me jump in. So I've made it to episode four and there's only six seasons in in the, no, there's only six episodes in the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm over halfway and still don't really know what's happening. I don't think it's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. don't think it is because it's just like, okay, it's about this like woman and she's a black woman and she works for this sort of psychiatrist agency place, whatever. And she gets a new boss and he's moved to sort of London with this with his wife. And they clearly have a really complex and mysterious background, which they're trying to unfold. But she ends up having an affair with her boss, but also making friends with her boss's wife. So she's caught up in the middle and there's just whole drama coming up from it I feel like someone's been murdered but there's also like this dream (laughs) element where she's having like night terrors and she has to control her dreams I honestly just feel like I don't know what is going on I I I think it's going to be a terrible show at the end of it you know guys I've heard that there's a plot twist I've heard that there's a plot twist of all plot twists my sister gave me the download because I heard that it's scary. So me, I don't watch things that will give me it's stress. Not, like, I don't like scary. I don't like stress. <laughs> I avoid it. So she told me the whole plot. And from what I heard about that plot twist, Patricia, I feel like you should watch it to the end. That's all I'm saying. Are you sure? Yeah, you have like you ha- I haven't I read the book right when I found out everyone was was speaking about it on Twitter. And when I finished the book, I said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> like I have never seen a plot twist like that like it is gonna blow your mind you have to watch it to the end it's a hundred percent you'll just be like what the hell just happened (laughs) okay do you know what yeah it's just curiosity (laughs) that's gonna get me to the end i will Mm. feed back and we'll see what happens all right let's hear it (laughs) um and the second thing that i was watching is it's a sin um and I honestly really loved this show. It's on Channel 4 and it's just basically about these group of friends that sort of moved to London like um, during and after uni, but it's in the 80s and it's during the AIDS epidemic. And it's kind of like, it's kind of how AIDS was kind of introduced to the UK. Um, And I found it really interesting and it was also really, really sad. and I honestly would just recommend it because it was just six episodes that really packed a punch. But it's just crazy to think of like such a huge illness and hearing about it for the first time, similar to COVID, like, and how that's completely changed our lives. Um, completely different illnesses. I'm just going to say that now. But a little bit, a little bit. It's, yeah. <laughs> a tad. But it's just, it's just crazy to think of that a life-changing thing being introduced to the world as we know it and having to sort of like move forward from it. But honestly, mm. guys, I would really recommend it. It's such, it's such a good show, mm. and I've not watched anything like it before. You look emotional. But, I can't even wow. like, even the way you're talking. I think you're wrong. You, you look like you're still recovering from what you watched. So it sounds good. I'll check it out. Um, speaking of emotions, I did watch um the final episode of One Division yesterday, and I cried, man. <laughs> I cried, Ooh. and I wasn't meant. To, I didn't think I'll cry. I didn't think Marvel could make me cry, but dude, I don't know if it's hormones or if it's life or, but <laughs> great show, One Division. I actually say in my life, it's like one of my top five shows as a whole. Amazing storytelling, amazing as a whole. <laughs> I think I might, I might watch it twice. I might watch it without having watched the Marvel stuff, and then. I honestly, I'm going to commit this summer or this year, 2021. Let me not limit myself to summer, but I'm going to, I am going to watch Marvel. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in order. I'm going to commit. 
and then yes, I'll watch One Division again. Definitely, I want to. I want to have a conversation because it feels like everyone who's come on the podcast, no one wants to talk about One Division. So, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, girl. It's all right. It's all right. The TL is there every Friday night. I'm I'm tuning into the One Division hashtag, but. I like the community. They don't spill spoilers. They just give a little a little glimpse. I'm like, yeah, here it's cute, and there. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I need someone to talk about. Have you heard of a show called The Seven on Apple TV? I've heard of it, mm. but I don't understand what it is. I need someone like, you know, when you're watching a show and no one is there to watch it with yeah. you or talk to you about it. Um, it's, it's really creepy. It's about a... Uh, no, it's really creepy about a husband and wife. You have a baby and the baby dies and the woman has like a really lifelike doll that she uses in the baby's place, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they hire a babysitter to babysit yes, the doll. Yes, I've heard this. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but the woman is not, like, really aware that it's a doll. She's having, like, some sort of, I get, like, detachment from reality. But it's even weirder that the babysitter is going along with it. You have to watch it. It's really, really creepy. Is this the one that's um, um, directed or produced by that Asian director? And I'm trying to remember yes, his name. Yes, yes. He was on the Graham Norton show. And I and they played a snippet of it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually mm. looks good. And I think I might watch that, you know. It's good. Like, it's half an hour episodes. The annoying thing is I actually have to now wait till they come out every Friday. I don't really, like, with Netflix and stuff, everything is readily available. But um, I'd highly recommend. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds like it's scary. So I don't know if I will watch it. I'll, I'll be honest there. But Patricia, watch on my behalf. Let me know how it goes. All right? Of course, of course. <laughs> let's let's talk about the topic of today's episode, which is to all the boys Yay. I love before. <laughs> If you can't see everyone, we're dancing, we're celebrating because I feel like personally, this is the most excited that I've ever been for an episode. I love a good rom-com. But before before we start, let me give a little introduction about what the show, the film, the trilogy, the film trilogy is about. Okay, so this week we're talking about To All The Boys Always and Forever, which is the third film from the To All The Boys trilogy. It's based on Jenny Han's novels, which follow the life of Lara Jean Covey, a teenage girl whose secret love letters are exposed and cause havoc in her love life. And the final film in particular focuses on her relationship with her boyfriend and whether they stick or split in time for starting college in the fall. <laughs> well, Patricia, you've already started making noises, so... <laughs> Let's hear what your thoughts, what your thoughts. Okay, right. Romance, yeah. I don't usually watch sort of like romantic films, read romantic novels, but there is something about this film that undoes me every single time. <laughs> like every like every film I've watched them and I've actually teared up and cried. Mm. It is just so pure and like sweet and heartwarming. And I just love LJ and Peter's relationship. I think they're mm. so sweet and... Guys, it's just such a nice, it's just such a nice watch. That's all I can really say about it. I just think it's great, honestly. A must watch. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> She's just losing composure. Sheree, what, what do you think? I'm I'm so obsessed, right? It doesn't make sense. And like, I feel like a preteen, like yes, 13, 14 yes. year olds, like who are standing their favourite characters. Like even, I was saying to you that I, 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 after the, I watched a movie, I'm now watching interviews with the two of them on YouTube. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, as if they're same. together in real life when they're not. And I can't get that into my head because like, 
on like on Netflix and throughout the movies, their relationship is so genuine and it's so pure. And even through the ups and downs, I just feel like love conquers, conquers all, all and it mm-hmm. just gets mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, I love it. And even though it's like a teen, it is like a teen uh, rom-com, it it's still really relatable for like me being in my late 20s. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yes, I I agree. Literally, I feel like the first movie definitely had me in bits. The second movie, <laughs> I wasn't really yeah. feeling it that much. But this third mm-hmm. movie had me feeling the same way as the first movie did. Yeah. And I think it's just that thing that it took me back to, you know, in secondary school, like, I used to always read like all those rom-com novels, like the Mates Date series and all mm-hmm. those like best friends type thing. It just made me feel like that again. And I think personally, mm-hmm. I just fell in love with Peter Kavinsky. Like I've accepted yes. that he is the white boy <laughs> of my dreams. Like, yes. mate, Peter, if you ever come down, to London come through because dude do you know what it is it's his puppy dog eyes he has this kind Mm. of look that he does that's just like wow (laughs) yeah but what did you guys think about Peter and Lara Jean's like love and relationship what what were your thoughts on it as a whole gosh I can't I don't want to be too dramatic I loved everything about it like from even from in the first film the way that they met and like the scene on the track and like the Mm. bumping into each other um I think what I really liked is that is that it was quite realistic. Mm. I think um, even though it was in the land of rom-coms and like fairy tales, it was grounded in like, we could see this happening in in real life, like the ups and the downs. Um, And I just think it was adorable. And um, also very like authentic. Like when we see them on the sofa and just like having couple time and stuff, (laughs) I just, yeah, it just really got to me. (laughs) I think... I think my favourite thing is just how gentle they are with each other. Mm. I think when I was watching the third, so to, um, Always and Forever, when I was watching this one, and there was that whole thing where La- Lara Jean was just freaking out about not getting into college with Peter. Mm. And she was like freaking out. She didn't even know how she was going to tell him. And when she eventually did, he was just like, the first thing he said was like, are you okay? And I Dude. was like, oh my Dude. God. <laughs> we love a sensitive man like he Mm. proper like just put her feelings first like because he knew how much she was pinning all her hopes on getting into Stanford with him so it was just nice to see him like not put himself in the center of it all and just be like (laughs) sis are you okay I was like you guys are just so tender with each other and I love that wow it's true I think that moment that moment was probably what hit me because it was literally just it was showing like even though they're still like high school students and they're still very immature like Mm. how their relationship unfolded was quite immature in some aspects that was a really mature moment and I don't think I think the reason we're all feeling it is just because you want people to do that to you you want people to ask Mm. you are you okay I'm like no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) so I thought with their relationship like one thing that I I don't know how freely I can speak about the ending like I don't want to give spoilers Mm. or if that's acceptable but at the, at the end of the film, Lara Jean didn't have to make a sacrifice. She could, like, do what she wanted to do and also give her relationship a go. And I just feel like in a lot of rom-coms, women are out here sacrificing Oof. so much just for love. But I'm thinking, let's have love and let's have our dreams yes. too. So yes, I just so love that part. Very true. I think Jenny Han, um, the writer of the novels, like did a great job of just creating like a well-rounded character who just grew up as a whole. Mm. Like Lara Jean, mm. from the first film to who she is in the third film, they're completely different people. And she's really yeah. started to like figure out who she is, what she wants and not let boys fully dictate everything about her. And I loved mm. it. She really did come yeah. of age. <laughs> Do you think that Peter and 
LJ are going to last in college? A hundred percent. You kidding me? <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, like when you think about it realistically, you, uh, relationships before university are very different to post-university because at university you learn a lot about yourself and um, you just grow into maybe a different kind of person. Because I'm hopeful, right, and I'm almost a hopeless romantic, I want to say that they'll make it through the four years and they'll have a great time. But um, I'm just going to hang on to that. Like, the, the film leaves it open-ended and I'm going to put all my hope in that open-endedness and um, believe that it all works out for the best. Yeah, I feel like the way they've set up the films, they just have to last. Like, they couldn't just not last. Mm. But <laughs> I'm going to call myself a realistic romantic mm. in the sense that I really want them to last and I feel like their relationship is so nice. But then I'm also like, it's college and you're kind of like mm. on the periphery of starting your life. You're going to meet new people, experience new things. So the realistic person in me, the realist in me is just like, are they going to last? I don't know, because... It's a lot. It's a lot to be in a relationship during college, I feel like. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That one, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot of work. But I feel like, because in the film, like, do you remember when we saw um, Lara Jean signing books and then buying her first house and then being pregnant, like a montage of what life could mm. be like? You can't show me that and then... I know there's not going to be a fourth film, but that's what, what we're working towards. That's what I think... <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's why they have to last. Yeah, I hear that. And to be honest, I saw an interview with um, Jenny Han and she said that even though she's kind of closed the To All The Boys chapter, she said that if in 10 years time she felt inspired again oh. to write a rekindling, <laughs> I will be there front row, ready to I, see. 40 Laura. years old, I'm yes. there. <laughs> I want to see Laura Jean and Peter. I want to see what they look like when they're older. That's a madness. Wow. <laughs> um, but I have a question. This is slightly diverse. It's on the theme of the film, but it's more about you guys. Have you guys ever, <laughs> Patricia... <laughs> have you guys ever written a love letter to someone and what's the outcome how's that been like a physical it letter. could be a letter it could be an email it doesn't have to be laura jean stuff <laughs> oh. <laughs> i haven't like written a i don't think i've written a love letter or like voice note letter to someone but like after a breakup i've written what i would have told mm. them because i'm to stop myself being an emotional mess, like what I would have told them had I had the balls to send it to them. Mm. Uh, um, but that's just lurking in my notes, never to be seen again. <laughs> but um, I think love letters are cute. Like if anybody is out there and they are thinking, you know what, they see me on Instagram and they want to make an approach, send me a love letter. <laughs> like I would really appreciate <laughs> You've it. heard it here first, man. Do you know send what I mean? Send her a love letter. Let's take it old school. <laughs> what about you, Patricia? Oh, I'm just going to say I have written a love letter, which is so cringe. I know. <laughs> it's just a little thing. You know what? From the way you reacted I was to the question, I knew that there must have been something <laughs> behind it. Mate, I was young. It was like my first relationship. I think I was just overexcited. And like I put, like I wrote this like heartfelt kind of letter and I, th I don't know what I was sending it for. I don't feel like it was like for a Valentine's or anything. I think it was just sending it just because. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty mm. sure the person I sent it to was just probably like, what is this man? Like, <laughs> this is so corny. But Did he write one back? I, no, oh, but he definitely oh, received it. He okay. was like, oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> but Aww. it was just, I'm, defi I'm definitely a soppy person, I think. Um, mm. But I'm tightening the fuck up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like, no, no, don't let no, don't, no, no, no. I was young and naive, and now I'm 23, and I think 
I will still be expressive, but maybe just not write them in love letters. Maybe just tone it back a little bit. Don't change who you are, man. Don't let one experience (laughs) change that. If a love letter is how you want to express yourself, express yourself with a love letter. It worked for LJ. Thanks, guys. It worked for LJ. Have you written a love letter, Odessa? No, mate, I haven't. I haven't written a love letter. I just thought it'd be funny. No, I think the maddest thing I did was pretend that I wrote poetry because this boy I liked was a poet. Ooh. So I asked him to help me, but then I had to start writing poetry so that he would, oh. it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was, it didn't work because the poems were so crap. That's the worst I've ever done. But yeah, that's, that's oh, interesting God. though. But overall, would you guys say that you guys are rom-com, rom-com people like in general? I would say not, you know, which is quite surprising because I do like to kind of cry a bit. And I do like, do you know what it is? It's, I just don't like rom-coms that are really airy and soppy and just... Define what you I mean, don't know. what counts as soppy? What counts as a soppy rom-com? I think it's like what you were saying, Adesola, how they, like, obviously these are feel, feel-good movies, but they still have a little bit of, like, depth to them and yeah. a little bit of substance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just comes from not only, like, the plot and the writing, but also, like, the characters. I don't like anything that's just, like, happy-go-lucky for the sake of being happy-go-lucky like it's not believable do you know what I mean I like it when it's kind of I can imagine it happening like to me or someone and there's just a little bit more depth a little bit more heart to it and I I really like to sort of identify with the characters a bit more I like it when they're like not everything is smooth sailing but they still overcome it do you know what I mean rather than it just being Mm. like oh we're going for a skip in the park or whatever like just give me something more you know what about you Shari I'm the complete opposite to Patricia like (laughs) I I really, like, I love rom-coms. Like, I love the cheesy ones, like the Netflix ones that have no substance, but I watched like, them anyway. Like, please, give um, an example. Like, the, like the Kissing oh. Booth. Have you watched that? And the second yeah, one. All know. of that. Oh, you, you don't, don't. want to watch it, but you, you won't like it. Sure, but <laughs> that is my, like, that's, like, my creamy crack. Like, I just love those kind of pointless rom-coms. Um, I love black rom-coms. I love all types, like... Um, I don't want to give off hopeless romantic vibes, but I do believe in love. However, like, uh, that's like a bit mm, cringe, but I just like to see it on screen. Um, yeah, like what's better than like sitting in bed on a Friday night, watching people on screen fall in love? Like it's nice, you know? I hear it. I hear it. I agree. This is mad soppy. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think I'm in the middle of both of you. Like I'm not anti-rom-coms like Patricia. I'm not like, I don't think Patricia's <laughs> anti-rom-coms, but I'm not on her side. I don't feel like I'm on the soppy, soppy side, but I do like a good mm. watching people fall in love. But I think I like seeing like just genuine, like portrayal of relationships in that regard. So yeah. like, mm. that's probably why I like to all the boys, but even in just like um, shows like This Is Us with Randall and Beck, oh, their relationship yes. and just seeing them in love and how they navigate situations. I like seeing that kind of stuff of people that I root for mm. rather than but just, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. This um, I. But I was I was gonna say, that's, that's kind of what I mean because those are the portrayals of love that I like, mm. but you wouldn't call This Is Us a rom-com. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Far from. I like the romance in things that aren't rom-coms. Do you get what I mean? And that's, mm. it's cause it's just a little bit more juicy. It's got, cause they obviously go through their ups and downs, but they still persevere, so. That's my idea of love. Trisha, you should try watching um, Been So Long with Michaela Cole and Lorenzo Kenney. It's like what? a brick. Isn't it a musical? Let me not throw Isn't you it a off. Musical? Yeah, I didn't, why did, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that too soon, you know. It's, it is a oh, musical. Sorry. 
but I didn't want to throw you off with that. <laughs> but it is like a really good depiction of black British love. And it's not plain sailing. Like they go through their ups and downs. But it's very realistic. Like, and I just love Michaela Cole anyway. In fact, I love both of them. So I would highly recommend Like, you can definitely put the musical thing to the side. Like it's not overbearing. Wow. When you say musical, are we doing, are we talking <laughs> kind of West End musical? Like, ah, like sweeping. <laughs> yeah. Or are we talking about like, because you said like black British love. So I'm wondering, mm. I'm really sort of curious about how they kind of, yeah, because that is something I've never, I've never watched a Black British musical. True. From, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like Jazz Hand Chicago musical, mm. because it's, I feel like some of it's, I think some of it's based in Camden, so it doesn't really like match. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a musical. Like they're, they're still singing yeah. in the streets at but. times. Um, but yeah, it's just very real. Like, I think... During it, Michaela's coming out of a hard breakup and Arinto's going through or fighting his own battles. And then uh, Michaela also has her best friend who she, like, confides in. But it is, like, black sisterhood, black romance with a touch of singing. Mm. So, yeah, I would recommend that. I need that because I think I'm itching for a story that's kind of a bit more reflective of, like, dating as a black Mm. British woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something that I'm definitely lacking. But I did read... um, Love in Colour by Bolu Babalola, (gasps) which is really good because she kind of had, she threw in that kind of black British vibe into it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That felt like, all right, okay, we're getting somewhere in terms of like representing like dating in like London and stuff or like being black British. Mm. But yeah, I definitely need more of that. So I think I might watch that to you. I just want to watch everything clearly. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's the first time I've heard a recommendation for being so long. I've always seen it like in passing on Netflix, but I've just never like when I saw a musical, I was like, I'm not here for this. Like, I don't know what they're coming to do. But if you're saying it's good, I trust that it's good. So I will check it out. But for me, the pinnacle of romance will always be in Korean dramas. Mm. I'm telling you right now. If you want to see love, <laughs> true love, love that you will have tears in your eyes, guys, I'm telling you. Really? K-dramas, they know how to love. Because you know what? There's no toxic masculinity. Wait. The guys there, they say how they feel. <laughs> if they like you, they'll tell you there and then, I like you, let's go for it. And the thing is, it's like, I think the first one that I watched that my heart was like, mate, this is serious, was a film called Crash, La- uh, a series called Crash Landing on You. And it's basically this South Korean girl who goes paragliding and ends up in North Korea. And she falls in love with a soldier. And it's about their journey, like a North Korean and a South Korean falling in love. You need to watch it. It's actually very good. Wow. So yeah, that's me. k Javas, I'll always bring them in when I need to. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's an unusual recommendation, but I'm going to try. <laughs> But um, we have done a lot of talking about rom-coms and Tall the Boys. And I think it's time that we do move on to the second half of the podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're moving on to the second half of the podcast where Desi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favorite and you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod. So this week we've picked that moment where LJ is waiting to hear if she got into Stanford with Peter. And instead of being rejected, we decided that she does get in with Peter. So she's going to college with him. This is so exciting. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think Adessa is going first this week because I went. Okay, I'll just go first then. All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You know what? It's good. It's all right. Okay. I'm sure it's great. I'm a bit nervous because I know Patricia has pulled out all the stops. But me too. I tried to pull out some stops today. Um, Before you press play, let me give you a bit of context to my storyline. I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be calm, but I'm shaking. (laughs) Okay, so in my storyline, it focuses on Peter and LJ as they navigate going to Stanford together and LJ seeing whether this is best for her and seeing if they fight for their love or let it go. All right. I think yours is going to be really good. Patricia, thank you. You know what? I'll take it. We ready? Yep. Lara Jean and Peter have both been accepted into Stanford. Her sister Margot worries that she made the wrong decision. However, LJ gets defensive and rejects her offer at NYU to prove a point. It's the first day of college. Peter's been given an amazing dorm at the centre of campus, whereas LJ's dorm is crusty and on the edge. Everyone loves Peter, but LJ is really struggling. She can't help but feel like Stanford was a mistake. So Lara Jean does what she knows best. She writes a letter. Not a love letter, but more like a diary entry about the pain she's feeling. She even mentions how she feels that going to Stanford with Peter might have stopped her growth. The process is cathartic, but her plan is to burn it and move on. Meanwhile, Peter notices that LJ's been down and decides to surprise her with a romantic dinner in her room. He sneaks into her room while she's in class and finds her secret letter. LJ returns and spots that Peter's deflated. He confronts her about the letter, but she can't deny her emotions. They argue and break up that night. Peter feels guilty that he held her back all this time. However, after a call with Margot, LJ decides to drop out of Stanford and go travelling before transferring to NYU the next year. Peter and LJ both live their lives. They try new relationships, new friends and gain new experiences. Six years later, it's 2027. Lara Jean is a famous author who's about to launch a book called Letters to My Loves. And Peter is now a teacher. He's been following LJ's success and has been secretly cheering her on all this time. However, he's scared that she still resents him. LJ's book tour is coming to his town and he's desperate to go. At the event, people in the audience get up and read letters to their loves, open mic style. Peter watches the event unfold. 
he stays silent, in awe of Lara Jean's beauty and who she's become. The event is about to end and LJ gives her final speech to close the session. But Peter stands up from the back of the audience, grabs a mic and starts to read the letter he wrote for her. Dear Covey. Lara Jean looks up and recognises Peter's shaky voice. Their eyes lock and it feels like the world goes silent as he reads out his letter. Oh, oh my that God. was such a good scene. What the hell? I can't believe... I'm really, really shook. Like, what? Oh, my God. Okay, everyone should know. Everyone should now lower their expectation. You know? No, sorry, that was too much. Especially uh, your scene was so good. What the hell? Mate, I was scared. But I didn't get to hear your reactions because it cut it Oh, I'm loving it. I like. I'm actually in awe. Like, is it now time to give comments or do I show? Let's wait, wait for, for Patricia's. Patricia's. Let's wait for Patricia's. Okay. But... I got. A, I had to get a pen and paper, you know, because I'm going to make notes to make sure <laughs> that this is a fair. This is a fair test, and I remember. Oh, oh but you went. You said scene, and then took it seven years into the future. Like, bro, <laughs> mate, I'm sorry. Do, do you know what? Oh I was just thinking, like, how could you make this work? And I was just trying to. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, it's all over, Jackie. It's not yeah. all over. It's all over, Jackie. It's all over. <laughs> so yeah, basically, LJ finds out that she has been accepted into Stanford, but she does get a little bit overexcited. So there's a little plan to sort of reel reel them back a bit just to make college a little bit more fresh when they get there. LJ refreshes the internet page with one eye open. When she reads the words, congratulations, she jumps up and flops onto her bed, screaming into her pillow. She's going to Stanford. She calls Peter and tells him the good news, and he pulls up at her house with flowers and cupcakes. Their summer is filled with excitement, and LJ obsessively plans for their future together. She scribbles out lists after lists, signs her and Peter up for the same dorms, and even makes a schedule of socials for their first week. The beginning of their life together has arrived, just as LJ imagined. (sighs) Meanwhile, Kitty and Margot are starting to get worried about how obsessed she has become with Peter. When LJ is two hours late to set up the marquee for the big day, Kitty storms off upstairs whilst Margot walks away. She secretly meets up with Peter and says he needs to be realistic about their future. Do they want to spend college, the best years of their life, tied down? Peter is shocked that Margot would try to end her sister's relationship, but he agrees. He and LJ need space. Peter decides that they are going to break up. Not for real, they're just going to start over as though they've never met. Peter tells LJ about his conversation with Margot and explains that they need to create distance between them to make college exciting. LJ throws herself back into her family life, and when her dad's wedding comes, she only shares a couple of flirty glances with Peter across the dance floor. It's moving in day at college, and Peter knocks on LJ's door. He extends his hand and introduces himself, says, It's nice to finally meet you, LJ. Can I take you on a date tonight and every night for the next two weeks? Peter hands her a scrapbook. It's filled with everything he wanted to say and do with LJ but couldn't. He has a fortnight of things planned, starting with a rendezvous in a small garden on campus. He's recreated her dad's wedding marquee and decorated the bushes with fairy lights and laid out a picnic with LJ's favourite foods and rose petals because it's the first time he saw her and fell in love with her again. Peter gives LJ a long and heartfelt kiss 
and they fall onto the blanket in embrace. That's it then. <laughs> that is it then. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. How am I meant to choose? Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> um, so basically at this point, you feel free to ask us questions, ask us anything like probe to make your investigation, to make your decision of what you'd like. Um, yeah, Patricia and I, I can't lie, we both pulled out all the stops today. We, we took different approaches, but we- Very wanted, different approaches. We, we took very different approaches, but it's interesting to see our takes on it. And I feel like they're both very To All The Boys-esque. I love the yeah, music. Defo. Mm, I love yeah, the music. Yeah, so, um, you have a big job, I can't even lie. Oh my, this is so stressful. You I'm just me? dying at your pen in your hand. I couldn't even take no, a note. Just... You are the first guest ever to have taken notes. So we give props to you. We give props to you. Thank you. This, no, this is serious business. And because I feel like so much work has gone into the, the scene. They're so good. Right. Let me start with Adesola. Question. I've got a question Hello. for you. So when Peter, yeah. So when they're doing the book signing and um, Peter, I guess, takes the mic to go and tell, I guess, declare his love for Lara Jean mm. again in between like during the seven years do you imagine Peter having moved on with his life or just waiting for this moment I think it was one of those things that they both I don't feel like what happened in college ended well like it I don't think it ended mm-hmm. on the best terms and Peter deep down has always just felt that he's caused Lara Jean to be held back and he's been watching her mm. be beautiful and flourish into this amazing author I think his fear was just that if I come back into her life, will I be someone who's held everything back for her? But I think seeing the event and seeing everyone share their love letters and share their love, that it just inspired him to do something that he should have done before. And I think Mm -hmm. it's the conversation or the thing that Lara Jean and Peter both needed to do, they just weren't ready for. And they are each other's Mm -hmm. true loves. So that's all I wanted to show. (laughs) That's all I wanted to show. No, that was great. That was honestly great. Like what I really liked about it was it was just giving me real rom-com vibes. Like that, those things don't happen in real life. Like, like your your long lost love from university stays lost, but <laughs> in the world of rom-coms, yeah, like in the world of rom-coms, that happens. They tend to be in the right place at the mm. right time. Um, and because I'm a hopeless romantic, that was definitely for me. Mm. Patricia, I've got a question for you. Right. right. How did you decide when um, Peter says that he's going to take Lara Jean on a date and like recreate the um her dad's wedding and do the scrapbook and stuff. How did you pick, why did you pick that um moment to recreate for Peter, for Peter to do that to Lara Jean? Okay, yeah. So basically, <laughs> right, Um, obviously they decided to like fake break up. The idea is that they're supposed to like redate each other just to create some like intrigue and mystery. And her LJ's dad's wedding is when he sort of, fake sees her for the first time like and fell in love with her for the second time so he recreated that moment because that was the moment that he fell in love with her all over again um so that's literally the only reason why I chose him to recreate that moment um but yeah I thought it was kind of romantic as well it is so very cute. cute yeah it was so cute and can I just say the bit where you were like can we like he knocks on the door like hi everyone is pizza can we start again that would have me in bits <laughs> if I saw it on screen because it's so like okay let's put the past mm. behind us 
but also we still really have a lot of history. I just really could like see that in my head. The way I proper chose the knock as well, because I chose a Peter <laughs> knock, like that cute little like just two knock, and then he comes in with his head tilted a bit, and he's just giving her a little bit of a. She's just really setting the scene. Let me, me too. Let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. That mic tap that he did. Everyone, ladies, yep. <laughs> and they said, "Dear Covey, Covey, it wasn't just LJ. It was yeah. Covey." Yeah. I'm telling you, that was on brand for him. <laughs> on brand, on brand. I literally felt like I was. I could see it in my head as I was listening to the um the scenes. Thank you. Uh, any Gosh. more any more questions that you have for us or Patricia do you have questions yeah you two feel free let me just review my notes and see what else is on my mind I do have a question now actually um so obviously like LJ trans like tra- travels the world and yeah. then transfers to NYU um and obviously Shari asked if Peter moved on but does LJ move on at any point well it's like it's a six-year gap so I believe that they both experimented and tried different relationships but secretly it's always the the one that got away that's how they both felt so I feel like okay, LJ yeah. was probably secretly stalking Peter and be like oh my gosh like well done he's a teacher of lacrosse like he does this amazing thing and Peter's been stalking Covey like doing all his whole like Twitter maybe has a I wouldn't say I don't think he's a, a burner, burner I don't feel like he's a burner type <laughs> guy but I feel like he definitely has been watching her and has just been like pushing her on. And it's probably one of those things that people still ask them about each other, but they don't really have anything to say. So I just wanted to show that like, they genuinely do care for each other, but it's just techie. They were too immature at the time. They've grown up now, they've grown up. Let me go back to- I love this. This is so thorough. (laughs) I'm just really enjoying it. Like what I can't believe is like, if someone asked me to do what you did, I wouldn't even, know where to start I don't also don't have the range to like craft the story myself <laughs> um well do you know what I love that I feel I feel like Adesola that it was very um like if Jenny Han was to do an alternate ending I feel like it'd be quite close to yours I don't know like I think it would be like you're quite aligned like even them having dorm rooms and Peter having a great one and Laura having a terrible mm. one and Peter having a great time because he is like handsome and he's a social butterfly and um Lara struggling a bit that was very realistic for me like I could see it happening if we would have a fourth film or a different mm. ending um and Adesola I just love like Kitty and Margot in your story because they played the role that they would play and they have played in the film in terms of bringing Lara back down oh, to Patricia, earth for Patricia. um yeah 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 Patricia's one bringing Lara back down to earth um and yeah, being those like the soundboard that your sisters tend mm. to be, um, in terms of get your head out of the clouds and like focus on yeah, reality. Real life, man. We're cop, I smell the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're cop, I smell it. Exactly. Yes. So do I have to pick yeah. them? Yes, but before you do pick. Oh yeah. Patricia and I do give each other ten seconds to pitch like mm. ourselves like a final plea oh. of who you should pick. And then based on all the information you've heard and what your heart is saying, you go with which one you prefer. So let me get the timer up. Patricia, I can't lie. Since yep. I went first, can you pitch first? No, that's no, not but how it works. This is the last one, oh, man. Geez. No, man, please. Sis, man. I've already got the 30 I took seconds the, I up. took the, Sorry. It's, it's 10 seconds, yeah. But oh, yeah, 10, 10 seconds. seconds but, no, but because I took the bullet, I bit the bullet. Are you ready? No, wait, Patricia. I'm trying to pitch. Can I'm I trying make, to plead. Can I make a suggestion? Can we, what if, right? What do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You that was no I was talking to this because said what do you think this is if if I ask a, a trivia question about the film and whoever gets it right first 
gets to not, like go first or not go first. Oh, a good shout. I'm definitely going to lose because I'm very. I feel like I'm going to lose. Anyway, let's go. Okay, so how does Peter ask Lara Jean to prom? Pause. Does he write a letter? Does he write a letter? Does he not do that? No, incorrect answer. Over to Virginia. Wait, wait, how wait. Do, wait, how does, how does Peter ask her to... Wait, why could I not remember this? I don't remember. This is the first film, isn't it? No, it's the last film. No. Yes, it wait, is. Wait, stop, stop, yeah. stop, please. I'm confused. Can I go again? Wait, 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 wait. Can wait, I go wait, again? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Please. Please, okay. can I go? Wait, don't, okay. they, Please, don't, they, have, I go? don't they make up in the marquee? Or no, exactly. Like, no, let me go. Let me go. All right, go. Okay, let me back go. Center, sorry. He puts the speaker up, did it? Oh, no, no. does not All right. No. <laughs> that was when, no, no, when no. he thought she got into Stanford. <laughs> okay, yeah. pause. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, wait. no, this is so annoying. Wait. This is the worst way <laughs> to wait, decide. Wait, 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 wait. Pancakes, pancakes, cafe, pancakes. Oh, no. Patricia's got that. Sorry, it's I didn't say that. That was it. Of the pancakes. Cafe pancakes. Did you make it? Yeah. Oh, my God. With that lady. Yeah. Oh, mate. All right. Yeah. So, ready for 10 seconds? <laughs> Patricia, I don't like your energy. I can't lie. This energy is off. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Pick mine because we see the growth of the characters, their authenticity and the way they handle life situations. We see Lara Jean change. We see Peter change. We see true love prevails after all. That's mine. All right. That was good. All right. Okay. 10 seconds starts now. Pick my scene because it's very on brand for the characters, but you also see Peter try to refresh their relationship. And it's just so cute, so heartwarming and it's just feel good. Okay. Time's up. Okay. Sheree, you got a big job. Right, okay, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, I think, oh gosh, this is really, I think I've, I, I've picked my, my winner for one specific reason, which I will say why. Should I reveal the winner first and give the reasons or give the reasons then? Ugh. Either way, I, I, have, anxiety. Either the way, either way, I have anxiety. Like, <laughs> it's true. This is, not, this is not fun for us. <laughs> okay, I'll say the winner first and I'll say why. It was very, very close, by the way. Um... My winner is actually Adesola. Yeah. Right? I saw it coming. I saw it coming, mate. <laughs> no. Oh but it, was, it wasn't as, like, a clear win as you think it was. Like, a, yeah. I picked Adesola. <sighs> only because I, I just feel like... I'm sorry. I just feel like you really got in the head of Jenny Han. Like, if you had said, yeah. hey, Jenny, like, how do you... How else could you imagine, like, the scene or, or this part of the film unfolding... I think you really captured that. Like the essence of LJ and Peter, I really saw it in your scene. Like it really did touch me. And just pissing me off, you know. I just want to it's say my mama. I want to thank Jesus. I want to thank the Lord. This is not the Oscars. This is not the Oscars, Sorry, please. Sorry, continue. Don't let, don't let Patricia, don't <laughs> you, let Patricia continue. Hear it I want to hear it. Let's go. And it's actually, I think it was also the ending that did it for me. Like, just imagine that, like the book signing and then like just true love coming and prevailing and then being together as they always should have been. So that was the reasoning. But that being said, Patricia, you know, I loved yours too. Like I really appreciated <laughs> the sound effects. Um, thank you. Thank you. I think the only thing that made me pick out Solar was, I don't know if LJ would ever be in a situation where she'd pick Peter at the expense of her family mm. or like she'd get so obsessed with I Peter that. that she would um, like, jeopardize her relationship or events with her family i feel like she's down for that for her sisters and her dad so that was the only thing that was like hmm, i'll give you would that. lj really do that i'll give you that i'll give you that but i love them both so much <laughs> and i can't wait to listen to them again <laughs> 
You actually the best judge, mate. I love this. Thanks. Sure, this was this, this was a very thorough analysis, and we genuinely mm-hmm. appreciate. I feel like this is because you are the last episode of the season. I feel like this is a lovely way to round it off, and you've done amazingly. Thank you. Great. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed it. Aww. I also do want to give my winner speech. So. Oh, go on. For everyone out there, it was a rough start. If you tuned into episode one of the TWB podcast, you know that I lost. I lost for like the first like maybe four episodes, but I've won. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Patricia, for being an amazing co-host of me. Thank you, Shori, for being a judge who picked me. I love it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> can I can I give my runners up speech? Go can give just... your runners up speech. Give go ahead. Up. Go ahead. I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported me during this journey. Obviously, I came out the starting block strong, but I couldn't finish it. But all I know is I'm coming back on season two. Yes, doing the madness. I'm already. You guys sure. aren't even ready for my seeds. You guys aren't ready. I'm, I'm already scared. Already scared. <laughs> But yeah, man, we've actually come to the end of the podcast. This was this was really, really fun. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much, Shore, for coming and joining us. Do you think Shore made the right decision, guys? Who do you think won? I don't want to hear it if you think it was actually a Desolar, but I'll let you do your thing. <laughs> um, let us know which pitch you liked more using the hashtag TWBpod, or even better, send in your own storylines to thatwoodbangpod at gmail.com. We might even feature it in our next episode. What show should we talk about in season two? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Tag us, drop us emails. But yeah. Guys, this is a public service announcement. The next episode, <laughs> Patricia and I are not doing alternative storylines. We want to hear your storylines. So for every show we've talked about in the season or every film, if you think you've got something better than us, or if you've got your own idea, send it in in an email and we will read it out, share our opinions. And yeah, we, we want to we hear what you think. So please, please, please send it through to thatwoodbankpod at gmail.com. And yeah, we're looking forward to receiving it. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at double underscore PDVR on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Adi Adesi. And if you want to follow Shore, you can follow her. At Shore Yuande. Score rendition. Um, but you can find it in my bio. And yeah, for all things black theatre, film, um, follow us. And I can't wait till theatre gets back and we actually can go and see theatre back in real life. But thank you for joining us. It was actually so great to have you as a guest, man. This was such a vibe. I just love it. (laughs) You two are great and I love talking about TV. So it was loads of fun. Thank you. Well, that's it, guys. So we will see you later. We'll see you in season two. Bye. 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 That's it for today's episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWBpod. If you like what you heard, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 